You are listening to the Booth Podcast, Saskatchewan's home for unfiltered sports analysis, hot takes, and wild, wild conversations. Redown Nation article. Riders get pooped. Sign Corey Johnson. <laughs> Corey Pooped Johnson and Mark Juan Askrack. <laughs> if Askrack we want them on. shitty boys in the slaughterbox. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> you we got Askrack versus Poop. Let's go. <laughs> Ass crack and poop. <laughs> oh, fuck it. We're keeping this energy. Welcome back to the booth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My name is Kaylin McFadden Carver. Your host, as always, joining me is Davey Shitbum O'Doyle and Richard Toilet Paper Seansby. Boys, how's it going? I am Kaylin Skidmark McFadden Carver. I am so stoked to be here. We got more great football content for you. This episode's special dedication goes out to our homeboys, Corey Poop Johnson and Mark Quan Askrack McCall. Uh, shout out to Sensational D Lyman making waves. Dave, Rich, how are we doing, boys? I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, shit bum. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know that was going to start off the, the cold open of this podcast was going to be that. So, I mean, that's, that's wild. Let's go. Let's ride that. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> since we last talked kind of a bullshit week, <laughs> um, we were used to a certain standard, a certain echelon of traits of moves. And nothing really happened. Uh, the most notable signing since we last talked, probably Bobby Wagner, five years, $50 million to the Ravens. He goes alongside Patty Queen, um, playing with new DC Mike McDonald. Can't wait to see what happens there. Um, our, our, yeah, can't, so. we, can't, we can't lie forever. <laughs> no, it's just, you know. 54, 54. I don't know you're a Rams fan. No, Bobby Wagner goes five years, 50 mil to division rival Los Angeles Rams. I mean, the rich get richer. Like, you could argue the one weakness they had on that team was their linebacking core. And they said, what if we. Whoa, are you telling me that Troy Reader and Travin Howard? Aren't elite? No, 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 that's not that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Believe me, Troy and Trav are my guys. Um, they are absolute dogs. Bobby's obviously gonna where they went to school. Troy Travin Howard went to TCU and Troy Reader went to Eastern Washington. Did he? I have no idea where he went. (laughs) Rich fact check that it's not right. Um, I'm thinking of Cooper Cup 100 (laughs) percent Uh I want to say he went to like Delaware, but I don't know that either. I have no idea. 
Troy Reader. Trevor Howard did go to TCU. I remember watching him when he was there. Because he's like 6'1", 210, right? Like he's yeah, yeah, like he, small he was, guy. They had no linebackers, and they were like, oh, let's move this safety to linebacker. If Troy Reader went to Eastern Washington, we're cut it. We're, this episode's over. Sorry. Uh, Troy Reader played two years at Penn State and then two years at Delaware. <laughs> let's go. Dave. <laughs> Shit bum with the dub. Awesome. Starting off hot. Yeah, so Bobby's going to have to fight for a starting role alongside those guys. Um, but, <clears throat> hey. He's also going to have to do his fight to leave some tackles on the field. <laughs> he might finish this year with 15 tackles. <laughs> with Trav and Troy out there? Oh, my God. God, he's God. I don't, even think, I don't think, I don't think Troy Reader's there anymore, to be honest, but I don't know. About well, I think they said, I heard this legit. Uh, I think they said because Sebastian Joseph Day left that they're going to put Bobby Wagner at nose tackle and uh, let Trav and they're going to plead. They're going to plead Troy Reader to come back. They said, we need you. They offered a I, I heard a different rumor. What'd you hear? I heard they're going to have Bobby Wagner be the only linebacker and they're moving, they're moving Trav and Howard at 210 pounds to three tech. That's what I heard. Oh, yeah. well, you know what it is? I think yeah. you got the latest report. I got right. Rappaport. You, but Schefter, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So you already know what this episode is going to be like, and I can't fucking wait. Um, hey, you missed one piece of news. What? The Red Rifle himself. About to steal Deshaun. No, sorry. Jameis Winston. Oh, okay, gross. But yeah, uh, Jameis Winston's all hurt and stuff. But uh, Andy Dalton's going to steal his job. Lead the Saints to some victories. Yeah, uh, Andy Dalton. Hey, Andy Dalton's the guy at this point where it's like, I mean, he's been this kind of guy for a while, but it's like just a great vet to have in the room, I feel like. I no think like Andy been... Dalton's kind of living the dream at this point because he like he got his starting time yep. and like proved, and now he's just like, oh, I'm going to go to America's team. Sounds good. I'm going to go to Chicago. Chicago's cool. Yeah, I'm going to go to the party city like to, to freaking – New Orleans, right? Like he's just yeah. going to cool cities in America, and he's like, I'll play quarterback, sure. Well, and it's cool, like, especially, and we've seen this firsthand over the last couple years, I mean, being so close with you, Dave, that it's like, Bengals fans who did have that bitterness in their heart towards Andy Dalton to be like, you fucking couldn't win a playoff game, have now completely flipped and like, oh, we have, hey, Andy, thank you. Like, it wasn't, it, it is what it is, salute. But, like, there's no one in the world – the Bengals fans aren't sour about him anymore. And there's there's zero expectations when Andy steps on the field that they're like, okay, here we go. That's funny you mentioned that because, like, I was watching the 2013 Bengals did hard knock, so I watched a couple episodes this week. And, like, yep. you could even tell, like, James Harrison, that's the year that James Harrison, the one season he played for the Bengals – Yep. And you can just tell by the way he looks at Andy Dalton. He's like, man, this guy stinks. <laughs> like, he doesn't believe in him at all, you can tell. I mean, darn. <laughs> that's a tough look. But so, I mean, Everybody else like, hey, Andy, that's our guy. And then you see James Harrison just like, whatever. Like, this guy's nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, darn, huh? Yeah. I mean, but yes, Andy Dalton uh, now playing football in um, – the big easy down in New Orleans. Good for him. Um, you know what? 
we're just going to hop right into it, boys. We have a couple segments this week, a couple things planned. First off, we have decided that we are going to go through every division, all eight divisions, and we are going to rank, we're going to predict the season-ending standings for within all of those divisions. Of course, we still have the draft. We still have cuts. There could still be more trades. We got guys like um, Honey Badger, Taran Matthew, still out there. Um, and I'm sure other guys are still out there. Um, big free agents. So there still could be a lot of news here. But are you boys ready? Why, I can I can't hear you. <laughs> fuck. All right, let's fuck this poop. I just want to make you look like a fool, and it worked. Well, guess what? I didn't need your help to look like a fool. I already look like one. <laughs> Face. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have a preference where to start? One of the eight divisions would be good. Okay. All right, so we're going to go with the Metropolitan of the NHL. Uh, <laughs> we are going to start with Eeny, Meeny, Miney, NFC North, Rich, just because I saw the Randy Moss back there. Okay, <clears throat> how do we want to do this? And again, this is why you guys listen. You you think that we're going to pre-plan this? Start at four. It's easier just to start at four. We probably all agree for most who's four. Green. Yeah, it's shit. I'm Jared Goff. For all the real talk of poop McCall or poop oh, Johnson. I guess, I guess put your hand up if you agree that it's that it's Detroit. Yeah, I 100% Detroit. Oh, I don't think don't so. I think it's Detroit. No, I don't. If you say Minnesota, I'm leaving. I'm not. No, if I, you I say Chicago. I think it's Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Who do they have That's... on their D line? Nobody. Raquan Smith is good. They don't have a first round pick. Roquan's good still. I mean, Eddie Jackson's decent. A whole field takes a step, but they lost a lot of their offensive linemen. Who do they have at receiver at this point? Like Uh, nobody. Like Darnell Mooney. I love Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I mean, it's not I'm not gonna it's stunning because you hear like Detroit's not gonna finish last, and it's like that's what do you mean it's Detroit? But I'm not going to sit here. And... Those guys, they played so hard for Dan Campbell. They were so close, way closer than the Bears were to the games they lost. And they're about to get a ton of draft picks. Like, I they think Detroit is going to rise up. Detroit's about to rise up and finish third because that's rising for them. In my opinion, Chicago's finishing last. I don't think hey. – I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I don't think in my head I can move Detroit out of last place. I can't because, and like, I don't get me wrong. Everything you're saying is a hundred percent true. The only thing for me is like, okay, yeah. Dan Campbell's guys played hard. Do you know who else played hard? The 0 and 8 Bantam Falcons. We played real hard. Okay. <laughs> we finished 0 and 8, but we played hard. I'm not saying that Chicago's a powerhouse, but they won games. I don't know. So do you guys. Too. You're one with a new coach, right? It, it, I'm like I'm saying, hey, like I I I totally think that in the realm of possibility that Detroit could finish last, but in my mind, I think Chicago 
is going to finish last. That's all. So I think we, okay. So we both agree those are the bottom two. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So I do hope you guys... Chicago finishes last, to be fair. I, I would love that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah, we can agree that Detroit and Chicago, wherever you want them, it's not like one of them is going to finish 12 wins and one's two. It might be just like, be a couple game difference. <laughs> one's getting six wins, one's getting three wins. That's that's what's <laughs> yeah, happening. <laughs> 100%. One's finishing only four games below 500, and one's finishing one game above winless. Like, that's like I could honestly see them both having five wins and the, the Lions having the tiebreaker. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. 100%. Okay. So, okay. Moving up. <sighs> This one, this is tougher than years past. It really is. Zadarius gone. And not only gone, gone to the Vikings. Jump ship. Yeah. Jump ship. Um, Devontae I, gone. Devontae gone. Did Preston go too? I couldn't remember if it was both Smiths or just no, one. Preston stayed. Okay, so they have the worst of the Smiths brothers. Yeah. Not actually brothers. Everyone says that, but they're just signed at the same time. Um, Devontae's gone. That is huge, I think. Because Aaron to Devontae, everyone on the field knows where where everyone yeah. knew where it was going to go, and they still couldn't stop it. Like, Valdez Scantling's gone too, right? Like- MV- the fact that MVS leaving is a big loss tells you how bad the Packers wide receivers are. Yeah. And I think the Vikings do go DB in the first round. It's like the biggest glaring weakness. So even if they get, if they get a sauce Gardner, uh, Derek Stingley, Andrew Booth, McDuffie, whoever it may be uh, like Danslers is still pretty good. Harrison Smith, he might not be what he was. He's still pretty good. And that can easily compete with and be better than the Packers receiving core. This one. Yeah. <laughs> This one's a toss-up for me. For the last how many years has it been? Oh, Green Bay's winning the North. And now it's like... There's been a couple years where it's been like, oh, who's going to take it? Minnesota, Green Bay. It's always easier to lean Green Bay. Um, Last time Minnesota won, it was 2017. I think when when we were the two seed in the NFC. So... This year... I was saying before we started recording that I've had a two week turnaround here as a Vikings fan. I went from trade Kirk, trade everyone, build cap space. Let's, let's just rebuild Aaron's back. What are we going to do? To then Zadarius comes to Minnesota. Devontae goes to the Raiders now it feels like a possibility. So now we're all in. We went from having negative 11 million in cap space to start free agency to signing Zadarius Smith, re-signing Patrick Peterson. I know you hate to hear that card, but. Hey, you're he's lost. Good. He's, okay. still, he's still good. Um, extending Kirk, bringing in depth guys. And now with the restructuring of contracts we've done, we have 16 million in cap space. And like we said, free agency is not over, you know, like it, it, there's still a lot of moves. 
that can be made. A guy out there to strengthen that offensive line of the Vikings that everybody on Vikings Twitter wants them to sign. J.C. Treader, that would be a big pickup for that team. I would love that. That's that's my number one want right now. But honestly, it, if I'm saying who's second in the division, I'm saying Green Bay. Green Bay is going to finish second in the North. It's tough for me because Aaron Rodgers from weeks one to eight, 18 with the bye now, weeks one to 18, is a bad, bad man. He is. Past that, no. He's poop. He's poop Johnson. Um, Rodgers. Poop Rodgers. <sighs> but you know what, Rich? Maybe it's just your – maybe it's just – the purple on you. Maybe it's just Randy Moss in the rafters now. I think I'm with you. I think I'm going Vikings are winning the North this year. Dave, am I, am I, are we crazy? Is Rich being a homer and am I just drinking the Kool-Aid? Here's because, thing, I, because I know, I know how you feel about Green Bay. So your opinion is like, I trust it. Here's the thing is I almost want to try to save credibility in case in case LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers just come and duke us all and like, hey, who do you think we are? Who do you think this is? But you, the last playoff game that Rodgers played when he had guys down and out and stuff, the only guy he threw to was Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams isn't there. Are they like, gonna actually? Do we trust them to draft receivers? Do we actually trust them to draft receivers? Do, like, would, besides one, maybe it draft would one. not shock me if they didn't even take one in the first round. You know what I mean? Like, do we actually trust them though? I don't. Like, I don't. You can trust them to power up that O line, and if they just become a, a power zone team, like run scheme, that's good. You have the backs. You have Dylan, and you have Aaron Jones. Shoot! Now I talk. Now I talk myself into it. Now. Now that I convince myself, like, hey, you can make that work with those running backs. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just going to jump hard on the Vikings. But, like, hey, man, there's a lot of good teams that run the ball and really make a living out of it as long as their quarterback is safe with it. And if we know one thing about Aaron Rodgers, is that guy's safe with the ball. I'll say Green oh, yeah. Bay finishing first, but I don't even really believe it. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. I just, I just want to say there's another team in that division that, has a quarterback that's safe with the ball and who runs the ball a lot. Well, one of them's a two-time MVP. One of them's a Kirk Cousins. So four time. Sorry, two time back to back. Not to mention his other two. Yeah. There we go. You know the other I, two as well. <laughs> hey, I'm I don't even I truly think the Vikings might because they have an easier schedule as well. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it safe. Yeah. You know, Be- you know I'm cheering for the Vikings. You know I'm cheering for the Vikings. Yeah, speaking of easier schedule, too, I know we probably don't want to get too much into this. Green Bay has to play L.A. Rams and the Bucks, whereas we have to play, instead of those two games, the Colts and the uh, Saints instead of the Rams and the Bucks. I'll take that any day. This is this is a fuck. This is the first division and the top two and the bottom two. I fuck this. Um okay, my final, my final. 
from four to one, and then we'll go Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota. Right there with you. Exact same for me. Chicago, yeah, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so I guess just going down the compass here, we will go to the NFC East. Fuck. <laughs> um, no, this is. Okay, so number four, I think we actually can all agree with this one. Number four is the New York Giants. Oh, I was going to say the Commanders. No. Oh, <laughs> Carson, oh, you know, no. They're finishing. Be... They're finishishing number one in the league. <laughs> uh, it, it definitely New York. Yeah, New York. Because, hey, I love Tyrod Taylor, Super Bowl champion Tyrod Taylor. He'll always have a place in my heart. Um. And I think he's he's been fucked over a couple times in this league, notoriously. He's been stabbed by his own team. He never bitched. He didn't say a word. He got stabbed by his own team in the not just like through the hand or you know, accidentally nicked. His lung was punctured by his team. And he said, Hey, let's go to work. I don't think that he'll be able to bring that Giants team to prominence. And Danny Dimes has turned it over like twice a game since he's entered the league. So raise your hand if the Giants are four. Yeah. Raise it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Giants are. I've, when we're done, I have a take about this division, though. But when we're, when we're finished. Like finished talking about the division? Yeah. Okay. Right at the end of ranking them, I have a take about the division. I meant off the air. I was like, well, no, <laughs> just no. say it now. No. Um, okay. This is where it, get, it does actually get tough. Third. Because oh. I don't want to say it. Then don't One, say it. Hey, yeah. It's going to be the commanders are going to be third. In this no, division. I just don't. I don't want to hurt Jalen Hurts' feelings. Oh, come on. Uh, one team. <sighs> no, I'm going Commanders here. I'm going Eagles. I, I have. I actually. I'm actually going Eagles. Can we they, switch they, the division? They showed exactly they weren't a playoff team last year. I don't think they're going to do better next season. I think every team in that division is better than they were last year, and even with those draft picks, I think the Eagles are the same. Yeah. See, the thing is, is like those three first round picks are huge for me. Like what if the rate first round guys do hit like having three, one in three might only one in three might hit. You know what I mean? Do we trust even a receiver to even really make a difference if they take one? Are they going to take Rager again? You know what I mean? Hey, what is that supposed to mean? An elite deep threat that always is missed. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't want that either, but. Um, I, fuck, I actually might. I'm gonna go with the Eagles here. I think that, and again, I think it's kind of a Chicago Detroit thing. I don't maybe it's in between a Chicago and Detroit and a Green Bay, Minnesota, where I don't think one team is gonna have two wins and the other team's gonna have 10. I think they could finish within one or two games of each other, or they could tie. But I think the commanders will have the tiebreaker. Um, I believe in Carson Wentz. I believe in him. 
I believe in him. And he was built. He was built for the Commanders. Okay? WC, Washington Commanders. You know what else that stands for? With Carson. You know what else it stands for? World champions. Okay? Carson Wentz. I believe that. So, I guess my standings would be Giants, Eagles, Commanders, Dallas. Um, I'm going to put the Commanders at three. Like I said, um, I don't have faith in Carson Wentz. I think you traded out um, a running game you can fall back on to Antonio Gibson, and he's decent, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. Um, He's going to throw more of those nasty picks. He's going to go back to his last year in Philly, and it's not going to be pretty, and We'll go Commanders 3, Eagles 2, Cowboys 1. Cowboys are just going to be – they're going to be the same as they were last year, if not a little bit better. It's Micah Parsons in his second year. I'm confident in that. And the Eagles, they're not great. They're not bad. They're, they're the Eagles. They'll be Rich. a 500 team. Yep. I love you, Rich, but shut the fuck up because I want to hear what Dave's going to say because it's going to go do it. Do what I was two dude, weeks. I, to do. It's not. It's not even because I think that it's just the Commanders are an amazing team, but Dallas has got significantly worse. Like I keep up with the Cowboys, dude. Like the Cowboys. Tell me because I don't. They lost their. They lost their right tackle. They have an unproven guy starting there now. Tyron Smith can, or can't keep healthy. If he even if he does, he's regressed. Zach Martin is trying to stay healthy. They lost their left guard. Their offensive line's in shambles right now. Their offense crumbled without seat without uh, Amari Cooper midway through the year last year, and now he's not there. Their defense is good, that, but right? they don't have Randy Gregory there. Instead, they signed Dante Fowler to take his spot. You know what I mean? This team is going to be fine, but I think, honestly, I think the Commanders are the best team in that division now. I'm going to put them one, I, just because I think everybody else is weak in that division. See, and I think the Cowboys are like the Packers almost where it's like regular season. They'll be good. But in the playoffs, I'd be more scared of the commanders than the Cowboys. Um, oh, so, but I wouldn't be team. afraid of any of them. Yeah. That's like, I'm not saying like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be more afraid, but still not afraid. Okay. Cause I mean, even, so, so, even with that, they have like, Van Der Esch is the guy they're trusting to be a starter. And if not him, they're going to go to second year player off an ACL tear Jabril Cox to start linebacker with Micah Parsons. Right. Or they might have Micah rush more, which is good, but then they're weaker on the backside still. Yeah. So my thing is, and then you still have good. That secondary was good. And I'm glad. And Trayvon Diggs is good, but he still gives up a thousand yards on a worse. I was going to say Trayvon you know Diggs I mean? is Trayvon Diggs is good, but are you going to trust him to get 11 picks again? I was going to say, is he going to get 11 picks again? No. I, ju- I just think for me, honestly, in my opinion, Washington's a safer team. I think they're a more solid team. You don't have to worry about the ups and downs and all the drama. Yeah. Even as weird as that is to have Schneider as your owner, I think they're a less dramatic team than Dallas. I think Carson will give them just enough of what they need that they will stay upright and win the division, honestly. Yep. I love that. I love that. Um. 
Okay, moving on. We are going oh, to... Here's my, here's my take about that, though. Yes. yeah. yeah is yeah. I think literally every single one of those teams is going to be between six and nine wins, and none of them will have more, or none of them will have less. Like, I think the Giants will be good enough this year with a competent play caller and a competent offensive thing. They'll draft some linemen. They will use Saquon. They'll use Kadarius Toney. They will use Galladay. They will use those guys because Brian Dayball isn't a moron. He's going to use those pieces the way they get used. And then they're going to upgrade at all their positions. That's what they're going to have to do. They're still going to finish last, but I think they're going to win six games. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a double-digit win team in that division. No. And as bad as the Giants are, they could very well go fucking 2-15. and 15. I think they will be better. Like I said, I could see, like, the Giants 6, the Eagles 8, and then the Commanders in Dallas both with, like, 9 wins, and then the Commanders have the edge. Like it was two years ago when everybody had 6 or 7. It could be just like that pretty much again. Yep. Yep. Okay, so moving on, we have the South. The NFC South, a lot of changes here. Okay, does anyone think the Bucks don't finish one? Cool. So two, we have Panthers, Falcons, Saints. The Saints are going to finish second still, right? Does anyone disagree? Okay. So we have the Falcons and the Panthers. Does anyone think the Falcons finish third? I do have the Falcons finishing third. Okay, I, and I can that is a Chicago Lions situation for yeah. me where I'm not inspired by either one. I don't, I'm excited to see Mario to get another shot. Um, I, yeah. but yeah, they're they are nothing to write home about. I just think they're that one little step better than. Panthers. I mean, they've committed to a quarterback, and who knows what's going to happen in that Panthers QB room. We're going to have one all pro MVP unanimous. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So consensus top two picks, and then bottom two, again, flip flop one. Yeah, that, that division is not very exciting. It's Tom Brady, and then it's the Saints being competent organization, and then it's some mix of the Falcons and the, and the Panthers being goofs, right? You guys think legitimately that for like the home opener or some home game, the Saints actually bring Kevin James in <sighs> just as a, just as a lull, like some social media thing. It's or they're like, oh, it looks like, it looks like Sean Payton didn't actually leave. He'd be on the sideline. Dude, Give him I hope, a wave. I hope he gets fucking trucked. Like just, <laughs> dude, I hope he makes. I hope. Everyone's like, man, that's the hardest a comedian's been hit by someone he shouldn't have been hit by ever. Um, It'd be a little weird for them to like advertise the movie about their coach who got suspended. Like, it's a little weird. Like, what our coach did the year he was suspended from the NFL. Like, it's a little odd. True. Yeah. They'd be like, ah, we don't really want to promote that. Okay. Yeah. It's I just like, thought what about Deshaun Watson and it's him trying to get massage appointments and everybody says no. But he doesn't he doesn't like stop at that. He won't um, take no for an answer. He won't take no for an answer. <laughs> that's that's the inspirational line of the trailer. Um okay. So 
West. NFC West. Fuck. And does anyone think Seattle doesn't finish fourth? Yeah. Fuck me. Did Seattle get bad? Honestly, (laughs) I... Fuck me. Seattle might finish last in the league. I think we're really going to see how valuable Russ was and how valuable Bobby Wagner was to the defense. And Seattle already had a terrible defense with the best linebacker in the last five years, 10 years. Keekley was in there. Like, okay, so take that piece out. <laughs> you have a, a defensive end middle linebacker playing safety. You have, now that Carlos Dunlap is gone, no pass rush. And KJ Wright left last year. Bobby Wagner's gone this year. So that's what, 350 tackles to whoever? Jordan Brooks is good, but they're asking him Jordan a Brooks. lot of Jordan Brooks, dude. They're asking a lot of Jordan Brooks hey, to be ready. Hey, you had, you had a few years with KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner? Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, kid, this is your defense. Kyle, name the second corner on Seattle. Come on, man. You're clowning me. You know, I have no idea who it is. Dude, I legit was my first thought was Byron Maxwell. And I was like, wait, that was like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have no idea. Like I said, I probably only know like six, four players on their whole defense. Do they still have, you know, Nubbo? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. no. Even um, his brother left, I think. He just signed with. Who? Okay, Shaquem. Whoever this, whichever this one is, yeah, signed in Jacksonville last yeah. year. This one, I don't know where. Yeah, he's up in the CFL he's... somewhere. Is he playing with Poop Johnson? No. If you tell me Poop and Nubs are on the same team, Jesus, I would die for the green. No, he didn't sign in the CFL. That's what it was. He got added to negotiations list. And he got added to the Ticats neg list, I think. For those listening, don't listen to a lot of CFL. Um, Start CFL. listening to the CFL by checking out our CFL pod when CFL yes. season's on because it's dope. Um, CFL teams have negotiations lists so they can add American players to these lists and they then hold the rights to sign them in the CFL. No other team can without trading for their rights. Um, Hamilton added... Shaquem to their neg list. Um, and Shaquem tweeted, This is not true. And it's like, Well, you, no, actually, you don't have a say in the matter, Shaquem. You didn't sign a contract, you got added to a list. It's you have no like, say in okay. being added to a team's negotiations. We, list. we have first dibs on this guy if he comes to the league. That's what that list states. Mm-hmm. So that list is like an understanding between all. Nine teams? Yes. It's between the CFL teams. It doesn't involve you unless you come to the CFL. If you choose to go, you're going to Hamilton. Yes. Gotcha. Um, Okay. So, sidetracked. So, yeah, Seattle's last. Yeah. Seattle's last. Pete Carroll's swan song. Calling it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Dave, I'm going to defer to you here. Because I know there's a team you want to see finish third possibly last. Well, where do you think they actually finish? 
the 49ers? Yeah. Second. Okay, so we all... Arizona's going to win like seven games, dude. Arizona's going to regress. Okay, so it's... This one I thought was pretty easy, too. Yeah. Seattle, Arizona, San Fran, Rams are going to win the yeah. division again. Yes. That's a, maybe the easiest division. Correct. Yeah. It used to be like a powerhouse, but now it's pretty simple to come yes. down. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Bouncing over to the AFC. We started with the North. We'll start with the North. Hey, shout out. Okay. I I, I don't want to do this with you two. <laughs> I don't want I'm to. okay with the top two. Because I know who the top two are. I don't know, know who the top two are. know who the top I, two are. I think it's absolutely unbelievable that we're about to see two 0 and 17 teams in the same division. <laughs> in the same year, let alone the same division, one team's already done it. One team has a history of winning and rape. They're they're gonna be they're not gonna now, they're, now there's they're two gonna tie, they're, they're gonna tie their two games against each other though. Oh fuck. So they'll go 0 like, 15 and 2. 15 and two each, yeah. Oh, 15 and two each. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Rich, you might want to take over. You might want to just jump in at any point here because okay. I don't see this yeah, stopping. Let, <laughs> I'll take over your responsibilities for this division. So, we'll start with four. Does anybody disagree that Pittsburgh is the fourth team in this division? Not I. <laughs> um, I wanted to somehow make a case for it to be Cleveland, but their roster is way better than Pittsburgh. Yeah. It to be Pittsburgh. Yeah. You guys are both saying Cleveland here, I assume. At three, you I mean, guys are what, saying What's Cleveland. changed in their division? What's changed for them? Okay, I mean, I guess they got Amari Cooper, which is good. They got yep. a quarterback, which probably won't play, or if he does, the fans will hate him. And the coaching staff will have to manage it, and the drama will still be there. They had last year with OBJ. Regardless of how you look at it, this team won eight games last year, and they were more stable than they are now. So, Rich, because we talked about it last episode, do you, I guess it depends on what you think the suspension will be. That's where I put them at third. Because I believe Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for six games. That's what's happened in the past with, I mean, most comparable Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Why? Why? Was not found guilty of criminal charges, but was suspended for six games. This is where it does get dicey. But yeah. This yeah. is the this is Packers Vikings all over again. I don't think it's going to be one team finishes five hundred, the other team finishes sixteen one. I think they'll finish. I do think the Ravens Bengals will finish top two. I think they will finish within two or three games of each other. It's tough, the, and I'm operating under the assumption we can't get. As injured as we did last year, we can't. That's not real if it the is. The assumption for every team should be you don't expect to be riddled with 18 injuries. Could right? you imagine if we did this? <laughs> we had to say, okay, I think this player is going to be injured. <laughs> I, I um, sometimes think about that. I'm like, how do I predict this? Because we know in the league, somebody's going to tear their ACL. Somebody's going to be done for the year. Somebody might lose their starting quarterback for the year, and but you can't predict that shit. You know it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen to somebody. 
but you can't predict that when you're doing this shit. That's but we that's should the, start. We should do that. We should be the hey that next we next episode we we're gonna predict every injury in the league next that's season. actually hey book it if you're listening, we're gonna predict every okay, next week, one of the segments we do, we're gonna predict an injury that happens during the season. I can, I have one I have one spicy prediction for it already. You have to save it. Can't no teasers. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> Oh wait, I think I have a couple predictions. <laughs> They're tragic accidents too. Oh, mine's my one's not an accident, but oh, dude, mine just happened. <laughs> dude, you actually the notification went away, but it just happened. Mine just <laughs> happened. I'll tell you guys after, but I got the news report. Um, I, I okay. think when it comes to one two in this, I think no, you can't get as injured. As last year, but I don't know if that's enough to top the Bengals here. I I agree. I think one team went to the Super Bowl, and their one glaring weakness just got filled. Yeah, gratefully that was terrible. Their one weakness just got filled really well, and then yeah, we won't be as injured, but we still have a new DC. Um, you know, we have what what's Rashad Bateman? He had he looked really good when he was back on the field. He looked like a consistent possession guy that we needed. Hollywood, Mark, you know, we, we should see. I do think we finished top two. I think we both make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I would say um rape supporting franchise number one, rape supporting franchise number two, Ravens, Bengals. Right. And I think the thing for me that it comes down to is the Bengals defense was good enough to carry them to a ship and we have the exact same defense back with maybe a, a better corner and another rotating in tackle and a guy, a guy like, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Joseph Osai coming back. And yeah, then we haven't you, seen saw, you, saw, you saw what the Bengals did with a bottom 10 rush offense on the offensive line and the, the 21st pass blocking, right? We didn't even open up our whole playbook and now we will. So, I mean, like, I'm excited for what the Bengals do. Like I said, I think they finish first as well. But, like I said, I think the Ravens, especially that fourth-place schedule, or did they finish fourth? Yeah, they did. Yep. It's, it's money, right? You're yep. going to make the playoffs this year for sure. And then I will, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys there. I will say if for some reason Deshaun Watson does not get suspended, I have Cleveland finishing ahead of Baltimore, but I don't think that will happen. I, uh, I think another big part of this for me is like just keeping up with <clears throat> the Ravens and stuff. Lamar's betting on himself this year. Like Lamar has not signed a deal and we're negotiating completely on Lamar's terms. And that's a, he, that's a little strange situation. I've been hearing about that. He's, he doesn't have an agent. He's him and his mom are negotiating his contract. He's we're going on his terms. He's come out and said like, I want to be a Raven for life, but I legitimately believe, and from Jeremiah was on Rich Eisen's show saying this and stuff, and just watching, keeping up with them and stuff. He hasn't stopped working. Like he, and I know I understand, oh, the NFL player had stopped working. Yeah, everyone does. This guy was a unanimous MVP two seasons ago. Um, he regressed a bit from his MVP season the year after, and last year he was out for six games. This year he's looking at, he's going to get paid. 
He's going to get a ridiculous sum of money. He wants to capitalize on it. I think he's going to leave it all out on the field. And he always does, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, and also, let's not forget, um, <clears throat> Mitch Trubisky. I don't even want to say his name because that is just unwanted. Who's their backup, Kaiser? No, no they just is they signed still? somebody, though. Oh, who'd they just sign? I um, thought Keenum left. Didn't Jacoby he? Brissett. Oh, percent. Yeah. 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 Um, and then not Lamar. Terrible. Not terrible. No. Not great. What is terrible is the actions of their starter. Um, and then Allegedly. Lamar Joe Burrow. So feels good to get that out. And it, it feels good. And Reese, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is going to, it feels good that I'm not the minority vocal party on this. Like it's not me having to spew toxicity, trying to fight you guys. It's you have to be the voice of reason sometimes because we could oh, fill God. a whole, we could fill a whole show with just crazy stuff. That's all true. Like me and Dave hear this. It doesn't get publicized because they don't, they have a lot of money. They don't want it out. But a lot of the stuff we hear is legit. Um, you guys hear a you. lot of news stories that I never heard. A lot. I know. Well, that's because well, I, I've, I've, a, I have an ear in Jimmy Haslam's office. I don't know if you guys oh, know, that, but I do. Uh, I got you. Yeah. I well, carve carve. Didn't did I hear that you you know somebody in the Rooney circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know someone in the. I know someone that like he runs in the same circle as the Rooney's. Right. And also, like, I have one of those. I have a cup. Yeah. And then a string, to Pittsburgh. Right. They and then a cup. Yeah. So like the vibrations. Right. Um. But then also I have a guy in the Rooney circle who says, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that they're all taking turns kicking dogs as far as they can. Like, it's crazy. Um, fucked up stuff. You guys don't you guys don't want to hear about it. So, like, <laughs> honestly, me and Dave are. This is like. We're doing our part for society by having to hear all of it. Cause like you guys don't, you don't want to hear. We're the stuff. filter. We're the filter for you guys. We're we absorbing all this. We're with here. We go. Oh my no! Ugh. I have a headache again. They straight up went to. They straight up went to a homeless shelter and started burning stacks of hundreds. No, that's. Oh my god! We don't want to. We hear need it. to move on. <laughs> this will never stop. Okay. I've been in this scenario a lot of times, and I the stories will only get worse and worse. It, it actually. It, the worst part is it does get worse year by year. <laughs> Think about okay. like both of, those teams, year, both of those teams could finish 0 17, and we'd be like, dude, did you hear what happened? Because those teams are crooked. We could finish, we could all win our we could both win our division games against those two teams 50 nothing. And be like, man, did you hear how fucking corrupt they are? <laughs> the first year me and Dave were friends, it was like, man, I hate those guys. I can't wait to beat them. I really hope we can. They have some good players though, and now it's evolved to this. Um, moving on. We have the AFC East. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Bills number one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, oh, the AFC is so tough, but I think the Bills might be number one in the AFC. I think one so. Too. The AFC. Yeah. I, I think so. They were 
No, they weren't last year. Right, because they lost to the Titans on that they, weird they were like, Monday night. They were like, uh, there were yeah. three last year or whatever. Yeah, because Josh Allen slipped on a QB sneak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Number two. What are your guys' thoughts? I think oh, no, two, three, and four are just so far away from one in this division. Like... I think if anything, yeah, the Patriots, they regressed from their number two spot. Um, I think I lean – oh, do I lean my – I don't know. I think I lean Miami. You're going with limp dick. They know I'm going with limp dick. But it could be hard. Um, Maybe he gets hard this season. Fins up, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. His penis. Um, so, the Patriots lost J.C. Jackson. Um, on offense, did they really do anything else? They lost Shaq Mason. That's huge. <laughs> That's still such a weird trade. He was one of the best guards in the league, and he got traded for a fifth. Yeah, they lost both their guards because Karras was their other guard, and he's in Cincinnati now too, right? So, I legit might be inclined to say the Dolphins finish second too. I I'm gonna say the Dolphins finish second, and it's nothing to do with the Dolphins. It's all to do with the Patriots. Yep. The Dave, only reason I give pause with that is because I don't know what the Dolphins' defense is gonna be. And that's see that's because the thing they, they they built their thing to do that Flores. Bill Belichick light defense, and now they have all the pieces that were there, and they don't have that guy to run that defense, right? So I don't know what the Dolphins' defense is going to be anymore. I'm concerned about it. Their offense is going to be much improved, but it's still two at the helm, so I don't know. Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just play it safe and say the Patriots two, Dolphins three, Jets four, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Dolphins absolutely smack around the Patriots. Yep. So you're going okay. I'm going Bills. Yep. Oh, Jets are finishing fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going Bills, Dolphins, then Bills, <laughs> uh, then Jets. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same car. Okay. So AFC South. <laughs> um Titans number one. Because I don't think so. I think the Colts finish number one. This, this, um, is, this is the one that I have the most trouble with in the entire league is between the Colts and the Titans, who's finishing one in this one. I'm finishing one because I think Derrick Henry is an absolute freak of nature. One of the best running backs we've ever seen. Top, what, 20 all time, I'd probably say. Um, But he's closer to 30 than he is you know, his younger days coming off of a foot injury, a severe foot injury. That's tough for any position, but for running back, that is tough. I still think he'll be a 1500 yard, 1400 yard rusher, but I think the gig, the jigs finally up with Ryan Tannehill. I think with Derrick Henry, not being an MVP candidate level and now Julio's gone. A.J. Brown, absolute dog beast. 
But talking about predicting injuries, that's a guy that's questionable every week. He's always battling something because he's so physical. Um, I think that I think the Colts. Yes, it's another bridge quarterback. It's another, you know, that meme of the guy putting what is it, flex seal on the on the water. It's another one of those. Matt Ryan is not the future. He's there. He's good for, though. He's good though. That's he's good. Like he's good. They went from absolute reckless dominant commander last year to hey Matty Ice you know I'm not saying he's going to be an MVP candidate like he was but that's a vet he put up good numbers with having only Kyle Pitts to throw to last year and Russell Gage I guess but like whatever and I'm not saying T.Y. Hilton is is still T.Y. Hilton of old but I think T.Y. Hilton is better than Russell Gage today and Again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying they're the same player, but what's Michael Pittman? Michael Pittman is a taller, muscular, go up and get him kind of guy. He's kind of like a Julio. You know, he's kind of that same type of receiver Matt Ryan's used to throwing with him. And not to mention, you have the guy in the backfield, best running back in football, Jonathan Taylor. So I think, I know it's long-winded, Colts won, Titans two. I'm going to flip them. I'm going to still say that the Titans are number one. Um, I think you're going to have Derrick Henry back. This was a team that went six and three without Derrick Henry. Um, with just Ryan Tannehill. I don't have a lot of confidence in Tannehill either, but I have enough to put them as number one coming off of a number one seed season. Fuck you. No. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and, and hey, uh, yeah, they were the number one seed in football last year. Like, they're not they're not scrubs. Um, Tannehill, I think, is, but that's just how I've always, I've always felt. Um, Dave, your thoughts? Really torn because there's, like, some holes on the Colts O-line now. The receiver's a little bit shaky. But, I mean, so are the Titans receivers. The O-line's a little bit worse for the Titans as well. Uh, I think the, the Titans, the, both the D-line's are pretty good. The linebackers are far better for the Colts. But I think the secondary is a little bit better for the Titans. So I don't really know. I trust both of those coaches. It's tough. And then it comes down to quarterback and running back. Like, both have elite backs. Then it just comes down to quarterback, right? And then... Honestly, it's Matt Ryan. So I'll, I'll go with the Colts, but I don't feel comfortable about it, really. But I'll go Colts. It's going to be a fun division to watch all year. Yeah. This is going to be fun down to the end. Absolutely. And speaking of the end, we have the bottom two teams. <sighs> Head ball coach is now gone. So uh, you can't discount what last year was. But this is almost the way I'm looking at it. Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. He has a real NFL coach, um, and I think a good NFL coach, a Super Bowl winning NFL coach, um, James Robinson will probably be back at some point. He tore his Achilles late in the year, but I think he'll be back. Even so, Travis Etienne gets his start too, right? Exactly. His rookie season, a guy he's played with at Clemson, and notoriously, whether it's for good or bad, the Jags took the 
Patriots strategy of last year and just fucking spent money on day one of free agency and got everyone. They closed their eyes, loaded the clip and fired. And they got a lot of pieces, whether they're good. I don't know, but they got them. Um, So now Trevor Lawrence has Brandon Scherf, pretty big pickup is on the older side, but still he was a great guard last year. Uh, And now like with the return of Etienne, we're looking at um, LaVisca Chenault, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Zay Jones, uh, DJ Chark did leave, which I think is a big loss. Um, I think he, I think he's a great receiver. I do. Um, Zay Jones, uh, Dan Arnold at tight end, and Evan Ingram. That's the uh, that's uh, yeah. So he has a bunch of like B plus to C pieces. Um, I think Jags finish third. Houston finishes fourth. I agree. I, I I think so too. I think when you look at that, lots of maybe mediocre pieces like that. I think you saw him play a lot like that at Clemson. Clemson, other than like for the past, I don't know, six years and discounting last year, it's not a good school. They're still in the ACC. It's not a great division. They don't get the the top recruits like the SEC does. So he wasn't playing with the best of the best in college. He wasn't in the SEC and he was winning national championships. I think with a not best of the best crew in the NFL, he can get third in a division. Yeah, I think I think he can find a way to beat Lovey Smith's feared Texans uh, <laughs> to get third. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that brings us to the last division on the list, the AFC West. And hey, I didn't even plan this, but maybe the most talked about division this offseason because there have been the most moves to this division. Um, Russell Wilson, Khalil Mack, Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson, um, Randy Gregory, probably more guys, uh, MVS. I, he fucking does not belong in that tier of guys, but he also went to this division. Um, okay. I feel like this is one where we might have the most variation. It could be. I still don't know what I'm doing. Okay. So I'm just going to throw this out here. Just going to. Okay. Yeah. Raiders four. Yeah. Is that unanimous? I it's for me. Dave looks like he's questioning. I'm I'm I don't have any of the four spots set. I don't. Okay. Neither do I, but we have to as much as I want to just sit here and have us all think about it, we do have to provide content. So let's talk this out. I think, Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's have five minutes of dead air and don't cut it. We have, we have two, two minutes there for CJU's on us. Five minutes while we all figure out the division. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders fourth. I think you add, you add Devontae, but I still don't think it's enough. I still... I think it's a weird move 
to add Devontae a little bit, like obviously he's the best receiver. Oh, oh, yep. Best receiver in football, but you're not in a position to win this division right now. So why spend all your money on one guy? Well, and that's the argument where it's like, if you're the Raiders, in terms of the A, in terms of the NFL, you don't have a bad roster. In terms of the AFC, just because of the of the competition, your your roster is closer to the bottom half than it is the top. I'm not crazy for saying that, right? And then the AFC West, your roster is the worst. And it's like that it sucks because if, if the Raiders were in the NFC, I think they would be a four seed or probably you know, just gonna say they would be the four seed behind the Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. Yeah, maybe and it, Minnesota. I had Minnesota winning the division, so I say Minnesota. Yeah, but like in that range, yeah. You move them to the AFC, and it's like it sucks, but the situation you're in with this brand new stadium, a new city you know, rejuvenated franchise. You got your franchise guy. You have a star pass rusher. Your roster isn't close to the top tier in the AFC. And that's, that sucks. It does, but that's just the fact of the matter. So it's weird to yes, trade for a guy. And like I said, I understand the Fresno state connection, you know, college teammates, Carr and Devonte. That's awesome. That's great. I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr personally. Not that I fucking know either one personally, but I like him personally more than Aaron Rodgers. I would rather have Derek Carr on my team because I think Derek Carr isn't a fucking dink. Um, But he's a step down from Aaron Rodgers. He is. And maybe a couple. But it's so it's so weird to trade for Devontae and then make him the highest paid receipt, highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. That's the weird part to me. I know that's what he wanted, but like you said, you're just because of the division and the conference, you're not in a position to win now. You're not. Fuck. Sell the team. Relocate. I, I, I came around. I have the Raiders at four as well. I think there's there's gaps on their interior defensive line. There's gaps on their O-line. And I think those gaps are now more than ever going to cost them, especially with the moves these other teams have made. So I'm gonna I'll put the Raiders at four, right? New you need a you got a new coach, you need some time. I'll I'll put the Raiders at four. Okay. Now here's where it oh, might all good. go to shit. Who do you guys have three? I only have one and I have four, and that's it. Okay, well, that's a starting point. Yeah. I, now. Oh, I hate to say it. I think it might be the Broncos. I think I put the Broncos at three. Okay. Now, I have the Broncos. Oh, shit, I saw Dave. I have the Broncos finishing third. Oh, okay, so I also have the Broncos finishing third. Oh, Braden Carter, we're sorry. Oh. After the biggest trade in the last decade, a trade that hey, not that it was like overspending or anything. Mister Unlimited, okay, it is a great move. 
<laughs> Shit, though. <laughs> you got Russ, who's great, but had his worst year last year. You have a new head coach. You have a defensive coordinator that's gone that put the pieces together of that great defense. Are they still going to be great? Probably, but we don't know what they're going to be exactly yet. A new head coach who looks like he's a goof for all intents and purposes, but he might be good. Russ has to learn a new system. He has a new offensive line, better offensive line at least, but still not without a couple holes in it, right? I mean, you need time to learn. You need time to learn these things, right? Yeah, and in my opinion, to clarify, I still think the Broncos are likely a double-digit win team. I still think they are a 10-win team at at least. Like Russ, fresh start. Yes, it was worst career year, but I think I'm not going to say, oh, that's all Seattle. No, he was fucking up too. Like I think he wasn't the same after his finger blew up. Um, I think he'll 10 games, right? But like you said, I do think there's an adjustment period. There is. And if you take a couple weeks to adjust early on, you drop a few, that's going to decide this division. You know, if you, ah, fuck, I just need to learn the playbook. You know, there's a few, oh shit, I thought Judy was running this. There's, there's, that's real. That's a real thing. Okay. Last, when Brady's first game with Tampa Bay, granted, we, we come to find out that Kev James squad was just his kryptonite, but his first game in a Bucks uniform, people forget because he won the Super Bowl and it worked out. He, they got fucking dog walked by New Orleans and what this is Tom. Oh, it's a failure. No, it takes time. Tom Brady's the greatest player to ever do it. He's relentless studying. And if he couldn't do it, it's going to take time. Um, okay. So we bottom two are unanimous. And now here's where it flip flops. My number one team in the division. And this fucking stabs my heart to say the chiefs are still winning this division. I have the Chiefs at one. Yep. I have the Los Angeles Chargers at number one in this division. And I could see it being a thing where it's a tiebreaker. Like yeah. I I could because Herbert is her Justin Herbert's a god, right? Like he's yeah. awesome. I think what will hold them back, and it was a guy that I defended. I had him as coach of the year. I defended him. I said, This guy. Tell is what he this is. Guy. Tell what he is. You know what he is? He's a fucking scumbag traitor is what he is. He's an absolute shitter. <sighs> he's a dipshit. Let's be honest about it. Like, I don't have the same reason to hate him you do. I just don't think he's a very good coach. Really? I just hate him because he left the Steelers in the playoffs. I, I'm not even there. I don't even – that's what it is. They got embarrassed by the Chiefs, which is funny. I don't love it, but whatever. But I think Brandon Staley's a dipshit. I think he's – from what I heard, he's a know-it-all. He – came in as a defensive coordinator, even though he's never played football before. And he came in and had an awful defense last year. That's, that is your legacy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you do? You had, you had Justin Herbert, you had Keenan Allen, you had Austin Eckler, you had Mike Williams, and you guys didn't make it over the Raiders who had what Hunter Renfro. You're a dipshit. You have the best roster in this division and it's not close. And he's still going to finish second. They're going to finish second dis, dis, in spite of Brandon Staley. Their roster on paper is a top three roster in the league, maybe the best. Their roster has no holes, basically, at this point. Their roster has no holes. Right. None. Especially if they, draft, like, if they draft like a right a right tackle. Yeah. Like in our mock draft, they have Penning going there. If Penning goes there, they have no holes. They have zero. Except they have, for, you could argue. a little bit better at linebacker, and that's about it. 
and then you could argue their next biggest holes head coach. Um, I think that's already their biggest hole. Yeah, yeah, that's how good their roster is. Is like, and, and that's why I had them one. Is I just think that roster, it speaks for itself. It's good enough to win in spite of a bad head coach. And for for that reason, I can understand that. I'm like, we saw what Burrow did, right? And and you could argue, like not argue. Cincinnati has a lot more holes than LA, but like Herbert is capable of doing that for sure. So I understand that. For me, it's just the continuity. Reed didn't leave. Ever Tyree Kill left. Tyree Kill left. Fuck, fuck off. Okay. As much as I hate to say this, Patrick Mahomes made Byron Pringle a 500 yard receiver. Byron Pringle shouldn't have been a five yard receiver. Okay. Is Tyree Kill a big hit? 100%. Is Travis Kelsey getting older? 100%. Is McCole Hardman not as good as Tyree Kill? 100%. Do they have holes on the defense? 100%. Are they losing Tyron Matthew? 100%. Does it fucking matter? Nope. If I, they if they get somebody to fill in Tyreek's speed spot, like someone sufficiently fast, not like obviously you, you probably can't replace one for one his speed at this point. But how long did he have left anyways to be this fast? If they have somebody to open up over the top like that, they got better for this. Because I mean, Honey Badger's a great communicator, but I mean they got Justin Reed, who's a upgrade at skill at the safety spot. Faster, yep. The defense is still pretty much intact at the same positions if they don't upgrade at defensive end or at cornerback. If they get a guy like Garrett Wilson, if they trade up, that spot's filled on offense. They got better with a, a third, a second receiver like Juju Smith-Schuster, unfortunately. They still have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league, sorry to say, but it is. They still have a young, great offensive line. They still have the smartest offensive scheming coach in the league. Nothing's changed. The Chiefs are going to finish first. And let's let's be honest. Do you guys all remember last year when Patrick Mahomes was broken and the Chiefs were broken and they were fourth place in the AFC West and then they finished with the two seed? That's real. So if they're in contention for the top spot in the AFC West, like forget the AFC. If they're in contention for their division, you don't think that they'll find a way to win the games they need to if they were fourth and Mahomes had what 10 picks in the middle of the season and they were broken and Jackson Mahomes was a fuck up and his fiance was an absolute bitch and there was just controversy and oh my god it, it, the dynasty's over it's over that team's falling apart and then they roll the Steelers the only thing that stopped them was Cincinnati, who went to the Super Bowl. I know it was the AFC Championship, but it was their miracle season. Like, it was – the Chiefs are a great team, and they're going to win this division. But Dude, I, I, I trust the Chiefs with the homes at the helm, that offensive line as good as it is, with Andy Reid scheming it up. If those guys became a run-first a run first team, with, like, Ronald Jones and Darrell Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if they became a run scheme, I would still pick them and finish first. And their one, their one over the top threat was Travis Kelsey. I would still pick them to finish first. Hey, let's not forget the other over the top threat. M V S. Why forgot that guy's there? He is there. So MBS and McCole Hardman. I'm not saying they're game breakers. Juju. I'm not saying they're game breakers, but I think if you give a guy like Andy Reid enough 
semi-decent playmakers, he'll go on his whiteboard and just start fucking drawing circles and squiggles, and he'll find a way. You know those annoying little screen passes to Kelsey that are so fucking annoying to watch? They're not going anywhere. They're still going to win. Again, I think the Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs could all win and probably will all win double-digit games. Um, I think they'll all be in the playoffs, but Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs. And Rich, you have Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers. Me and Dave are the same. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we did it. We did it. Eight divisions up, eight divisions down, knocked them out. That's going to be the end of the episode. Just kidding. We have another segment for you, boys. This one is maybe more stressful because it sucks having to look at a college kid that we all at one point envied and wanted to be and dreamed of being and openly saying, I think and predict he's going to fucking fail at his dreams. But that's what we're doing. Okay. We got, hey, hello, division one elite athlete. I think you're a dud. Hey, coming from three, let's, let's call it coming from three failed high school football players in a small town in the least populated province in Western Canada. Hey, you, I'm talking to you D one athlete. That's in the top 1% of athletes in the world. (laughs) Boo. You fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes. So no landing spot. No draft has not happened yet. Obviously. Um, we are going to make our, it's not a hope. <laughs> I don't hope for bad NFL players. <laughs> I don't want to watch a bad product. Um, our prediction for the one guy in the draft who is going to pop, you could say he is our pre-draft stud. We're bringing it back. And then one guy who is fucking brutal. Maybe the worst player we've ever seen. Absolute garbage dud um and we did have a talk before the show started a little little hey that much pre-planning um when we say dud or bust we justify it justify how what level yeah exactly if we say a guy who is projected to be a an all-star top elite pick and he ends up becoming a role player bust now if that if we pick a player that was going in the fifth round and he ends up becoming that same productive role player, that's not a bust. That's he exceeded or hit expectations. Okay. Rich start us off. And I say, you got to give the good news first and let's be honest. The bad news is always funner second. So Rich, who is your stud from this class pre-draft? I watched a lot of this guy in college, obviously. I'm going with the homer pick here. I'm going to go uh, offensive lineman Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. I think this guy's solid. I think the offensive line was the highlight of this Texas A&M team for the past two years um, when they've been there challenging for a spot in the college football playoff. Um, and Kenyon Green was an anchor of that. Uh, he allowed in 2020, I think he allowed the 
offensive line allowed 0.7 sacks per game. Like, this was a good offensive line. It made guys on this team look better than they are. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Kenyon Green, he's going to have a – Third boy, Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Sorry, go on. Go on. Whoa. Uncalled for it. That was uncalled for. Um, no, yeah, I think he's going to be a solid player. I think he could go in the first round. I think maybe he's a little more suited to a second-round pick. I think there's there's expectations of this guy to, to be a good offensive lineman for a team within the next two years. So I think he can definitely exceed or match that that those expectations. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the thing about Kenyon Green that's good too is he's he has that versatility. He's played tackle and guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. He anchors down quick when he's getting bull rushed. Right, he's so solid. And teams, especially in the first round, are looking for that upside where you can stick him on four spots on the line instead of just one. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the early twenties. Right of the of the first round. I think if he does fall out of the first round, he's just eat that much more of a hit. Like you're getting a easy first round talent and it's just that we live in a time of <laughs> it seems like everyone except for us three is a freak athlete um so, <laughs> so okay dave your stud your hit who's the guy for you pre-draft i mean to go along with one of the big strengths of this draft another offensive lineman um i'm picking trevor penning out of northern iowa um just a big bad mauler just physical, right? Football's a physical game, and this guy is physical. Will put you in the dirt. He's angry. He's mean. Light on his feet, though. Very smart. Um, the thing I like about Penning, besides that he's so physical, is you really don't see a lot of these small school guys with this kind of hype unless they are really, really good, right? Like, I mean, you don't see guys come out of wherever. Like, you see only good guys usually get this kind of attention, right? a guy like Alex Kappa from Humboldt state or who was the first overall pick the other, like 2013 was it Fisher. Uh, from, school? from yeah. central Michigan, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Guys like that, you don't see it unless they're really good. And I yeah. think Trevor Penning is really good. He's ready to play in the NFL. He's big. He's mean. He's light on his feet and he's going to fit in somewhere really nicely on the, on an offensive line. Yep. I mean, it's one of those things where, <laughs> This isn't true, case in point, Evan Neal. But it's almost like if you – it's it's exactly like you said, but offensive line is a position where it's like if if I got a guy that did go to the small butt fuck school, I know he's got this – just there's something about it where it's like this guy, he just tapes his hands. That's it. Like he's just a, a bruiser. And like you said, just a big bad mauler. Uh Yeah. Not not too much to say. Don't overthink it. Speaking of not overthinking things, if you have a guy that plays safety, is six foot four, 215 to 220 pounds, and can cover the hash marks as well as anyone, um, big physical. Oh, uh, Kyle Hamilton is my hit. Um, from Notre guess, Dame, yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. Safety coming out. He is a guy that really can do it all at safety. And I understand that everyone says that, but he is, like I said, 6'4, 220, can play in the box, physical, can stop the run. Excellent at that. 
And you think, oh, okay, you know, he's going to be a Laurent Landry type, Cam Chancellor type. He only plays in the box. Uh-uh. If you think that, uh-uh, I say, because this guy can cover like a motherfucker. He is rangy, long, and just deceptively fast for how big he is. He can absolutely cover in between the hash, outside the numbers, man-to-man, zone, play the box. He can do it all. And I think he's getting all this buzz. I just think, don't overthink this. He is a freak safety, and he is going to be an absolute sensation at the next level, whoever gets him. Okay. Now, these guys fucking stink like garbage. These guys so bad. These guys are unbelievably not talented. Like I'm saying between them and like just a guy, I would take the guy, not these guys. Um Rich, who's your first disappointment bomb dud? I'm going to go tiny hands picket. Uh Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, sewing hands. Sewing hands. Medium gloves, some would say. <laughs> and it doesn't have to do with the hands. Obviously, the hands could be a problem in the league. Hanging onto the ball is always a problem. I mean, he'll wear two gloves, and we've seen quarterbacks have success like that. Yeah. Um, but I, they talk about this guy being the most pro-ready quarterback, and I don't think that's saying much because – this is a weak QB draft class, and he's going to get taken too high because he's the best available QB. I don't think he's going to be good. I don't think he'll end up being a productive starter in this league. Can he prove me wrong? But I think you're a dud, buddy. Yeah. I mean, dud Pickett, it's not, you know, he had one flashy year at Pitt. You know, it wasn't like this guy has been consistently good. He had one year that was even okay, and it was his last season. Um, smart of him to capitalize and come out now because, I mean, I don't think he could do it again. I'm kind of in your boat, Rich. Just a weak QB class, and it's the most important position, so of course he's going to get buzz, but it's not because of talent. Um, Dave? Just fucking putrid ass garbage. Like terrible players. Who do you got? Not honestly, not even worth not even worth not hitting with a car. Like they're not worth if they were in the middle of the street jaywalking and you and you had plenty of time to stop or swerve or lay on the horn and say, hey, get out of the way. I'm gonna hit you. They're not worth that. They're bad. Um, say, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I can say he's that bad, but um, a guy that we've already seen fall a bit, and I think a lot of people think it's because of his character thing because they don't know how committed he is to football. And that certainly helps, but that's not really my beef with Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, to me, just seems – he's the guy that's used to being the best athlete on the field. You know what I mean? You're that guy with that talent in high school. And then, sorry to say it to every Pac-12 fan, but the Pac-12 isn't the same – as the Big Ten, as the SEC, even at some points, the ACC sometimes is better teams than the Pac-12 at this point. So, I mean, you can dominate the Pac-12 great. But, I mean, I don't see him. He doesn't impress me with his bend. 
he he's powerful he's explosive he's powerful great but that's a completely different thing at the next level when you're playing against day in day out guys like Rashawn Slater right instead of guy who from UCLA who will never play tackle again you know what I mean it's completely different and his attitude problems are something that you start to see adjust anyways I think mix that in with 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 all of the stuff I just for me I don't see Kayvon Thibodeau panning out the way people think he will maybe he's going to be a guy who gets six sacks a season and that's cool but people are talking about Thibodeau as possibly still in the top five and I, I just had, don't see it with Kayvon Thibodeau at all. No, I, uh, I agree with you. And um, for me, the attitude concern and like that, you know, lack of drive and stuff, it's a concern in the sense like if he isn't the most athletic player on his roster and he has that attitude, coaches aren't going to sit there and try and make you love the game like that's not their job no Um, this is the pros now this isn't college right yeah yep but speaking of highly touted defensive ends that we don't think will pan out i am going with aiden hutchinson now this is why i clarified in the beginning i don't think he will necessarily be a Pops, his rookie season, has a couple big games, falls off out of the league by year four. I don't think that. I think he will be the guy that he'll be a good role player. and He'll be fine, but he won't be worthy of where he's going to be drafted. Let's look at his college career. As a freshman in Michigan, okay? Yeah, it's the Big Ten. Played seven games. He had 12 tackles, zero sacks. Not great. Don't know how he was used. Maybe he wasn't in, you know, that's weird if he was being used differently at 6'5", 270. But all right. His sophomore season played in 13 games, three and a half sacks. Nothing to write home about. Junior season only played two games. Didn't really register stats. And then his last year, his senior season, played all 14. Of course, popped off 16 and a half TFLs, 14 sacks. That's amazing. It worries me when guys only pop for one season. And I know there's been exceptions to the rule, but it's just something about it concerns me when you can't beat out competition earlier and you needed to be like, I think the reason is you needed to be the biggest, strongest, fastest guy in the field to do good. You know, you needed to be a senior playing against guys younger than you, smaller than you, weaker than you in order for you to have stats like that, especially at that position when he's going up against O-linemen that haven't played college football for four years. It just makes me question it, but I do think he'll be a fine role player. The player comp I said earlier is like maybe not stylistically or anything, but a Sam Hubbard type role where he's good. And Sam Hubbard for being a third rounder, like you said, Dave, is great. Like awesome role, you know, rotational edge rusher. Awesome. Stops the run like a motherfucker. Great. Is he worth would, – would you say Sam Hubbard's worth number two overall pick? No. Um, and that's what I think he's going to pan out to be. Again, hope I'm wrong. I hope he's the feel-good story for Detroit. I hope he gets drafted there and everyone just loves him and he is a 15-sack a season guy, 15-sack a season guy. I just don't think he will be. 
my question for you, Carve, is do you think, I mean, this is just now comparing the two guys we picked because they were these top two elite edge guys. Do you think that Kayvon Thibodeau, in your opinion, is going to be better than Aiden Hutchinson? Will he work more, do you think, or no? I think, I think Thibodeau, I guess I'm going to answer your question with a question. I think Thibodeau will have a higher peak. I think Thibodeau could get 10, 12, 14 sacks one season and really pop and be a freak. I think it won't last. Whereas I think Hutchinson might be a seven, eight sack a year guy. You know, it varies. But I think it will – I think he'll have a decade-long career or however long. But I think Thibodeau will be definitely more ups and downs where it's like which version are we getting? And I think Hutchinson's more consistent but not as explosive. That's I, I almost think that too. And I guess that's the question is what do you value more, right? Because, I mean, I can almost see Thibodeau struggling and then maybe year like three and four he does well and then that's as good as he ever does and then he's done. Whereas Aiden Hutchinson might be on the rise and then he'll stay at that good, but good against the run, good, good scheme fit seven sacks a year. Right. But I'd rather have that for a decade than have two good seasons at a cave on Thibodeau. Right. And that's my worry about cave on Thibodeau. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. And the thing that I meant to say this when I was making my points is like, it's hard to knock a guy, but and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself or sound cocky, but, you know, Baltimore has had a history of great defenses. We can all agree. The Ravens always have a decent defense. Last year, notwithstanding, with 405 injuries. So I'm willing to bet that Mike McDonald as a DC is going to hit. Okay, so Aiden Hutchinson played with an NFL defensive coordinator. Aiden Hutchinson, pre-Achilles tear, had another probably first round defensive end alongside of him. And that's not saying that's the only reason he had his 14 sack season, but a big part of it. He popped that last year because everything came together, but let's not forget. We all saw him in the playoffs. He got, he got bullied by some SEC tackles and, you know, I don't think the NFL tackles are going to get easier. Um, could be wrong, but Let's say he does go to Detroit, and now he's got David Bakhtiari. He's got Brian O'Neill, Christian Derrissaw, Penny Sewell, Charles Leno Sr. Um, uh, no, Jr., sorry. I thought he was his dad. Um, and it's, uh, you know, not going to get easier for him. So, I don't know. But uh, hope they all work out. Actually, I don't, dude. I kind of like to make fun of guys. Like, <laughs> I hope most of the class works out, but I hope there's like a couple Laquan Treadwells in there that just fucking suck. Sorry for the drive by. I did. He was the what first. The hell, man. Is there another Johnny Manziel? Still a shot. Yeah, I guess A and M. I, dude, I'm legit not trying to. Uh, okay, uh, top eeny, meeny, miny Christian Ponder. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Mike Evans. That worked out good, didn't it? There we go. Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller, yeah. 
Okay. So for everybody, there's there's always a guy who's like like Dante Fowler, right? Who gets what was he fifth overall, third overall, third third overall, and like his his average per year sacks is like five, right? I remember I was hyped about him coming in because I love like lean, long edge rushers, and then he tore his yeah. Achilles in camp, and I was like, well, fuck. That's that's a blind spot that I have about pass rushers too. Is I almost like them just to be more solid, more bull rush strong. Yeah. You can you can predict that. You can yeah. keep that. Whereas like those lean whatever ones, like those guys for whatever reason, they just like some of those guys just don't. They don't go right. Oh, for sure. I think for me, it's just like I love watching. I don't know what it is, but just seeing, I'm like, they're freaks. Like, as much as I actually hate saying this and comparing them, they're just like spiders out there. Like, they're just, like, they're just like Chandler Jones or Death Aoe. Like, these guys are just freaks. Um, Oh, fuck, there was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah, for me, it's Brashad Perriman. What a boss that guy was. First you want to hear, hear bust? I'd love to. Actually, there's two of them lately. John Ross and before Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy. And then we got Billy Price in the first round, too, at center. Yeah, boy. Cincinnati. For all the Joe Burrows, all the Jonah Williams, all the Jamar Chases that we have, we also got Billy Price and John Ross. So, you know. Take Mahomes out of that draft, and it's like, that still is like a fucking terrible bust. That's still a big you, fat L. That's a big fat L. And then you add in, oh, maybe when it's all said and done, the single most talented quarterback to ever play the position, which yes. is the next pick. Not five pick, not like six rounds later where it's like, okay, no one knew Brady was going to be picked. Ninth, tenth. <laughs> Damn. This episode got off the rails quick. It never got back on him, but I fucking loved it. This is a lot of fun. Dope. All right. We're out of here for this week. That was the Booth's NFL pod. If you made it this long, that's incredible. Thank I you. Think, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Or if anyone did. I don't think they did, but it was still electric. Um, if, if you didn't get off track when we started with like some sort of alteration of poop names at the start, you probably jumped off when we grilled the AFC North to the AFC North teams. If you didn't end off there, probably there's, when there's I said, 15 other points that you could have jumped off. Probably when I said that all these prospects aren't worth saving from a car. Maybe then too. Maybe then too. We don't know. But whenever you jumped off, we still appreciate you listening regardless. Please share this. Say, look how fucking bad this is. Look how stupid these guys are. Share it. Uh, subscribe. Um, leave a rating and review. That would be dope. I hear it helps. Uh, go buy the merch. Go follow us at the booth EC on Instagram and Twitter. Just, just interact. Interact with us. We love it. We appreciate you listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Booth Podcast.